0: you're listening to a podcast of the river in durant oklahoma you can visit us online at the we hope this podcast is a blessing to you and you can even bless someone else with it a lot of us are just after excuse me i shouldn't say we're after but a lot of us have the mindset that i've got what i need and that's good enough that sounds like the prodigal son and his brother because the prodigal son says give me what's mine i really don't care about what the purpose of it's for See, there's something greater than the purpose of you, and it's the purpose of God in, in you through, to others. That is the purpose of God. We need to understand that even though the prodigal son, the one that went away, he came back, his mindset determined the way he was going to live. In his mind, he said, I am not worthy because of what I did or what I did not do. He was willing to put his identity in what he did or did not do in spite of the fact that he knew he was a son. He said, I am going to go back to my father's house and be a servant. Don't base your Christianity on what you do or don't do. Base your relationship on your, your sonship instead of your doing and not doing. Does everybody understand that? The, the other son that stayed we talked about this last week he stayed and he said he got mad he said your son that has returned he didn't say his brother there was no relationship there he said your son has returned and I stayed and I've obeyed all your commandments he was so focused on the commandments he was not living in the blessings of the father that sounds like another group of people in church. So focused on the commandments, they're not li- they don't understand the reason for the commandments. They don't understand the reason for the blessings of the Father. That son, that, he, he loved the commandments. He didn't love the Father. He was serving the commandments. He wasn't serving the Father. His focus was on the commandments. Even though he wanted to go out and do all those things that the other one did. He was driven by the commandments instead of the relationship with the Father. The Father says, all these things that I have, have always been and always will be yours. See, He hadn't received, even though they were His. And there are so many promises in the Word of God that a lot of us don't receive because we don't believe that they're for us because we haven't lived a good enough life or we lived too bad a life. I'm not worth it. Listen, healing is for you. Don't base your, listen, Jesus paid the price for your healing not based on what you did or didn't do. It was based on what he did. Everything that pertains to life and godliness has already been given to you. What we need to understand is that we see the reason we're having a problem with this in the church and I believe this this is really so powerful if you can get your head on this that throughout the if you take this whole book of the Bible which is made up of two testaments that talk about multiple covenants but two main covenants the old covenant and the new covenant but you take that whole book of the Bible and In all of the Old Testament that incorporates all the covenants, God is not referred to as Father. In the New Testament, which the New Covenant starts, not at the New Testament, the New Covenant starts at Calvary. Then and only then is God referred to as Father. There's a few references in the Old Testament dealing with calling God Father, but it's projected back over here in the New Covenant. There's one in Isaiah, there's one in Psalms, there's another one in Psalms, but but, uh, even David himself had a New Covenant relationship with God in an Old Covenant period of time. But what I'm saying is that they had no... Listen, Adam... I, I was sitting on the porch and I was thinking about all this, and you know why... They didn't call God Father in the Old Testament? Why? Why didn't they have a relationship? What takes a... What takes a wait a minute. I'm a man here and I'm a father here. What made the difference? Stand up, Whitney. No, don't stand up. You're busy right now, sorry. <laughs> you gotta have children to be called a father. Adam when birth, he was created. He couldn't call God father because he hadn't been born from him. Jesus was the only begotten son and the only says there's two ways you can become a father you can begot them or you can adopt them can everybody say hallelujah to that how many people know that you are adopted into the family of God why did Paul say throughout the new covenant grace and peace be unto you from God your father it was just God in the old covenant. The children of Israel weren't his children. They were the children of Israel. Who said that? You got it. They were children of Israel. Everybody born after Adam was the son of man. That's why we got to get born again so we can call him father. That's why the scripture says that when we get, when we believe, we receive, but you got to believe what you receive. A spirit gets put on us crying out, Abba, Father, not Abba God. Abba Father, come. I mean, you don't, I don't, I I know I'm saying this and you're hearing this, but I think you need to meditate on this. You need to come to my porch when I'm not there, because my porch is anointed. It's a little stinky right now, but it's anointed. (laughs) Private joke. you need to contemplate on that you got to remember that you were saved everybody thinks salvation is to keep from going to hell or saved to go to heaven how many many hymns do we have of the old there's one saying that we're going to be happy over there what about being happy here you don't have to wait to get over there. See, some of us are believing that we get saved so we can go there. I'm The Word is teaching me that we get saved so we can believe and receive it here today so we can be happy here and take as many with us over there, Amen. though none go with me. What kind of lack of, what kind of relationship is that, though none go with me? I mean, that's my pet pee. I mean, that like what kind of life are you living that nobody's, that, that you've got the power of Almighty God resting in you, you've got the very healing and strength and, and, and divine, the scripture says the very power that raised Christ from the dead dwells and lives in you and no one's going with you. We've been filled with the Spirit to be witnesses, but no one's going with me. what did you do with all that power while you were here on earth we were supposed to be effective we're supposed to be established in the kingdom of heaven see it's one thing to believe it's another thing to receive or to live in i've been born again but have you entered in because the entering in process is where you're living and experiencing it in the here and now not waiting for the here later does everybody understand that I tell you, there is a believing and a receiving, not so you can just be a well, but that you can be a river. I really believe the story of the prodigal son or the father that had two sons really is a story of a father that had three sons. He had two sons that didn't love him, so he adopted one that was going to love him, and that's us. We've been adopted into the family of God so we could love our Father, not based out of do's and don'ts, rules and regulations, commands or not commands. We have no history. You understand that, church? We have no history. We need to realize that you're just not saved or from heaven you're saved for heaven on this earth you're saved for a relationship you could have been born back over here but stop and think about this nobody in history up until Jesus nobody in history had the opportunity to be a son of almighty God that's a wow Think about that. You've been saved for such a time as this so you could have the opportunity to receive sonship and live in it. Most Gentile Christians feel like orphans, not really belonging in the Word. And there's almost an orphan spirit that's, I don't want, I've received, and that's about it. Oh, I want you to receive and believe or believe and receive most of us have just believed something and we hadn't received sonship it's not about receiving the blessings receive sonship because when you receive the sonship then you realize the blessings that are yours when you receive relationship when you receive that relationship with God your father then you understand see if God before me, who see, I know the scripture says God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, not my that's not the way I read it. My daddy owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and that doesn't mean one, two, three, four, five hills, thousand in the means innumerable he owns them all everything that pertains to life and godliness has already been given because I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ do you see it? heir See, you don't give a servant heirship you know what I'm saying you don't, a servant only does what a servant does so they can get fed today so they can serve tomorrow Most people in the body of Christ live in this mindset of daily bread. Give us our daily bread. Listen, I don't want the daily bread. I want everything that pertains to life and godliness because my Father wants me. Just like the Father told that one, He says, everything that I have is yours and has been. It's always been here. I don't want to get to heaven and find out I could have been healed. I don't want to get to heaven to find out I could have been prospered and be in hell. I don't want to get to heaven and find out that I could have been at peace and joy in those circumstances. You understand what I'm saying? Because there's a life God wants us to live with Him here on this earth in His kingdom. I tell you what, there's so many powerful truths to this. It's a whole mindset change. In the book of John, chapter 20, they got him. They, they understood Jesus. They followed him and it came to the end of the, Jesus' life. After he, he was crucified, they came back and they understood the scripture. They understood who Jesus was. But in Acts chapter 2, see, Acts chapter 20, they got Jesus. And then Acts chapter 2, Jesus got them. They started flowing out of him. See, they quit doing things for and started doing things from. And what made the difference in the body, of, what made the difference in history in this world was them beginning to, to, to do things from God, not for God. How many times in our prayers do we still ask the Holy Spirit to come down and, and, and come, up, come, Holy Spirit? He's already here. How many of these old songs? Tell you what, you, need to, you may like, but I like those old songs. Listen, some of those old songs are what kept you in the mindset that you have. You need to quit singing some of those old songs until you realize what you're singing. Look at your words. Watch your words. The scripture says life and death are in the power of the tongue. You, a lot of the songs were de, uh, under defeat, suffering. Listen, how many people talk about the suffering Savior? We talk about the suffering Savior. Well, what's wrong with the suffering Savior? We're supposed to be talking about the victorious King. We celebrate the cross, but we don't celebrate the empty tomb. And we're not supposed to celebrate the cross. We're not supposed to celebrate the empty tomb. Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom. Most churches are still celebrating the cross and the empty tomb, and they're not celebrating the kingdom. There's a kingdom of heaven on this earth. There's a way for us to live, a relationship for us to have, not based on what we do and what we don't do, but based on relationship with God our Father. Oh, church, we need to understand, it's just not about believing. It is about receiving. I can get up here and give you all the information in the Word of God that you would ever need. But so what? If you don't grasp the revelation of Christ in you, of the hope of glory. It's one thing to believe. It's another thing to receive. The Apostle Paul had all the information of being a Jew. How many churches spend all their time, and I'm not picking on all churches. I'm just trying to say, listen... If you want to come to a church and hear all the information about being the history of the Jews, this is not the place for you. Because we don't teach the history of the Jews. Why? Now, I tell you, here's another way to look at it. You'll never get revelation. You don't read the Old Testament to reveal the New Testament. You read the New Testament to reveal the Old Testament. You read the New Covenant and it will bring revelation to the Old Covenant. The Bible tells us as long as you read the Old Covenant without a revelation of the New Covenant there's a veil that's put over your face and you will not see in a mirror clearly. I'm not speaking negative about reading the Old Covenant. I'm just saying get a revelation of the New Covenant get the revelation of Jesus then go back and the stuff you've known in the past will... Oh my gosh, Jesus is everywhere. He's He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. The Bible says that, that God put His an invisible attributes in the book of Romans, it says He put His invisible attributes in nature when He said let it be, so we could see His nature, His attributes. Church, it's all about relationship. It's all about stepping up and filling that role as the third son. The son that has a relationship of love with his father so he can go out and do from a relationship of work instead of commands does everybody see that let's all stand up now as we begin to worship and we're going to as we do this for a couple weeks we won't need to make these announcements as a matter of fact I forgot forgot all about announcements we got uh, the women's retreat coming up at Lake Rose with uh, Ann Holler she's going to be here our guest speaker uh we need to make sure you be a part of that, ladies. It's, an, it's going to be an incredible time of bonding and, and becoming close one with another. Uh, we have a sister secret sisters luncheon this Saturday. This Saturday, okay, at ten o'clock. At 10 o'clock. secret sister. So if you're not, yeah, if, if you don't have a secret sister, uh, that's not for you. All right. Dial don't show up. And uh, be a part of that. Maybe we should make announcements. Do we have dessert after church today? We have dessert. I mean, we get to eat dessert before we have our meal? Can everybody see? What a great testimony of not living under the commandments. The command has always been Eat your food first before you have your dessert. That's the command. But under promise? That's a good testimony right there. You can have your dessert and then have your other stuff. You can have your cake and eat it too. Amen? But we're going to end on our worship in. I mean, if you need to go home, you can go home, but you're not going to get dessert, so you need to stay if you want dessert. Stay in worship. Hey, that's a good way to get people to stay. We really do want to generate a spirit of worship in our church. So this is also when we receive our offering. Uh, we don't take an offering. We allow you to receive it. There's a, everybody look back in the back. See, that's how much faith I have. See that big old basket? Woo! There's a big old basket in the back. There's a basket in the front. If you don't feel comfortable, the lights are going to go dim. Where's my light man? Larry, go get my lights. The lights are going to dim right now. As soon as he gets back there, don't let that scare you. We do that so to give you more personal, the semblance of personal with God. We want your offering to be received as as the wise men gave their offering when they came to worship the newborn king. What a better time to express your love, your faith, your trust in God and His Word and what He's already done. I believe that we're planning for the future but you can't plant unless He's first given. And so you're giving as a response to what He's already done. You're not making God do something He's not already done. So Father, right now we ask that you... Receive our worship this morning. We cry out to you. With the understanding of being a child of yours. Father we cry out to you. Understanding that we are your children. And you are our father. That for the first time in history. We are. The people. That you've chosen and saved. To call you father. And that you can call us sons. Jesus being the only begotten, but you've adopted us in and we've been born again into the sonship. We are joint heirs with Jesus. Everything that you gave him, you've given us. And now we live in that revelation. And all God's people said, Amen.